0: Hello, thank you for joining us and welcome. You're listening to You Jack Podcast, uh, which I'm hoping at least a couple of you have kind of shouted in your head rather than just said out loud. Otherwise, we might have to think of a new title. I'm Barney Lloyd and I'm joined by my very good friend, Luke Lewis. How are you doing, mate?
1: I'm very well, mate. Very, very well. And I'm excited to talk about the swans with you on um, this fine evening.
0: Excited? Is that the word you're using? Are, we, yeah. are we excited?
1: I am excited, yeah. I, um, it's a uh, new venture for us new uh new path going forward and uh yeah it's exciting exciting times mate
0: ah fuck it let's go with that yeah we're excited (laughs) we're excited Uh, you uh if you're listening you you might have kind of picked up uh luke's accent he's uh well based it well you're originally from Wollongong, about an hour away from sydney but as you might have clicked by the name luke lewis uh a lot of his family come from the Neath Patolda area so he grew up as a yeah, good. Okay, that's the first thing I can tick off. I was I was right about luckily. I I was kind of paranoid I was wrong, but um, yeah. I grew up as a, a Swansea City fan, didn't you? and You've been in Wales now what like ten years? Uh,
1: nine years. Nine years this year. Yeah, so uh, haven't really lost the accent, but um, it's am I slowly losing it maybe like when I go home obviously I I do sound a little bit different but no um been in nine years and uh and I'm a very proud Welshman as well as a proud Aussie as well so um I uh yeah so don't call me a fraud straight off the bat just by hearing my accent
0: (laughs) (laughs) well but they might listen to you and then call you a fraud yeah
1: um, I might call myself a fraud to be honest.
0: Well, uh, without giving too much away, Luke lives a stone throw from the, uh, the com. a season yeah. ticket holder, follows them uh, away from home. Uh, just, you know, a pair of us are, are mad for it. Uh, I, myself, uh, I was kind of fairly late into to following the Swans. I started going when I was about sort of nine years old, but I was quite lucky where my sort of trajectory was watching us literally stay in the football league, have the kind of meteoric rise, which you all know about, you know, a couple of, well, I think a lot of really really good years following them a couple of shit ones as well in, in recent years <laughs> yeah. um, but you know generally pretty pretty lucky uh, as a season ticket holder for many years um, not anymore I'm based up in Glasgow uh, so I catch as many home games as I can um try and do a lot of the away games as well a, a lot of them which used to be like far too northern for me that I'm now trying to to tick off the 92 uh, the only reason I mention this is obviously this is the the debut podcast for us uh and I think sometimes when you when you want to talk about your club or talk about football in general I think it becomes a bit of a pissing match where it's the only people who are kind of qualified to to chat about it are the people who've Followed the club the longest. Or... Was it
1: a uh, Carlisle away in nineteen
0: seventy eight? Exactly. I wasn't there. I know. I I, I can't believe it was gutted. I was unfortunately not born yeah. until ninety three, so I had to miss it. But uh, it was raining yeah. as
1: well. Really windy, <sighs> cold. Uh, how rain. could we miss it?
0: Nick, <laughs> <laughs> and it comes on down to you know. Which games you go to, which obscure games, how many you catch, how long you've supported the club. We're not coming into this as experts. We we don't know more or less than all of you listening. But, uh, you know, Swansea City is is a huge love of, of both of us. It's, you know, we love the club at times where it's been really, really difficult to love them. Uh, and a lot of our money and time and lost weekends and uh, mental well-being goes into the club so uh you know this is this is something we've been been really looking forward to off the back of a obviously a weird summer because it's a swan so i'll, I'll just i'm just going to get into it that's all right mate um we need to kind of i think we need to rip off the band-aid um, yeah i think so
1: but i think uh, we're, I, I think we're both um we're both uh self-proclaimed optimists um and relatively level-headed regarding Uh, our club and we we talk about uh the swans every week obviously together and it just seems like the natural progression to start a podcast we're two white males like why not (laughs) (laughs)
0: we just naturally assume everybody wants to
1: hear our bland yeah yeah our our cautiously optimistic uh, opinions (laughs) why not
0: (laughs) well well i'm glad you mentioned uh, cautious optimism mate because I think it was literally the day after the season ended after our win against West Brom, which is a really good win. Uh, I appeared on the Alternative Wales podcast, just mm-hmm. kind of talking about, about the Swans and, you know, everything, recapping the season. And I was asked at the end what a good summer looked like, uh, you know, from a from a Swansea City point of view, you know, what would, what would be successful?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, all I really wanted, I was pretty low maintenance, was a nice, quiet summer. Nothing too mad happens. It's all pretty chilled out, uh, and then maybe when it gets to sort of July, August time, get a few new new players, new faces in through the door. Um, just a kind of booster. What we know already is quite yeah. Great, uh, I squad. mean,
1: just 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 building on what we on on the 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 end to the season that we had. That hugely positive last two months um, was all we really wanted. And, um, that
0: seemed so reasonable as well. So I'm sorry to cut you off, that didn't seem unrealistic at no, the time. No, no. I it, feel so stupid.
1: It, <laughs> it, you know, in my mind, it was, yeah, right. You know, we had a bit of a, a rough January and we finished off with a fantastic, was it nine, unbeaten in nine, or, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, a fantastic end to the season. Everyone in at the club was in a, you know, buoyant mood. And uh, it just felt like we would, uh, the, our owners would just be like, oh, here we go, Russ, sign here. You know, <laughs> uh, in the dressing room after West Brom, I expected, an, an, you know, a, a contract to be signed. I expected hours, within hours, the the announcement uh, uh, for a new three-year contract for our manager uh, to, and to continue the amazing uh, yeah, end of the season we had into our... Into our um, third season with 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 Russell Martin but that didn't happen did it
0: <laughs> well I, I like I say I, I all I asked for was a nice quiet summer so obviously we now have a new manager uh new background staff a new technical yes. director uh new owners uh, well not new owners but new investors a mm. new chairman and no new players no new um, players, no I I think you're gonna have to the star. I, I just, uh, I, I don't know if I can talk about the Russell Martin thing just yet. Just uh, get, get um, us going. I, I need well, to have another bit of my Moretti.
1: Well, you say it was a quiet, uh, you wanted a quiet summer. Um, I mean, the first month of the summer was all quiet on the Swansea front. Wasn't it with uh, Russell Martin was going, we all knew it. And for a month, nothing had been announced (laughs) and no one knew what was what what was going on russell was was too quiet he was being spotted at foot golf on on mumbles road and he was you know uh having a you know a great Swansea summer in the sunshine that we had and no one knew what was going on uh we were being linked with uh my compatriot Kevin Muscat, <laughs> um, that, that
0: well, like
1: linked with uh, uh, Chris Davis, uh, linked with a, a load of random uh, managers uh, when we still had a manager technically employed, which was a very, very, a very strange way to go about things. I don't really recall um, that happening too often when a, a manager is, is clearly on the out, um, but mutually but mutual consent obviously and uh but there wasn't just no uh word coming from uh, our, uh from the owners of, of what was happening <laughs> it was just really quiet and frustrating wasn't it so it was quiet but um uh for that first month but obviously things kicked into a bit of a um you know all all things kicked into gear at once in over the last couple of weeks where. Russ got announced, and now we've got um, Mr. Duff in charge. And uh, and I guess summing up my opinion uh, and my my feelings for, for for Russell is pretty pretty quick and easy. I, I love the man. Um, I think he was fantastic for us. Um, we had some some of the highest highs, but also some of the some really tough moments. Obviously, uh, but mm. but not once really did I did I really waver from what his, got, what his uh, vision was for, for how he wanted our club to be run and how he wanted our football team to, be, to, to play. It was an amazing two years, really. Um, but but, but when, I guess when you look back on it, what did we really achieve? Not too much, really. Um, and now we are sitting here and we're at almost at square one again with, are we better than where we were than Russell took over? no (laughs) i don't think we are i think we've got a a little bit of a a, a, maybe slightly weaker squad we've got a a, a, maybe a better core of younger players but yeah i mean it's a a difficult one i'm a bit conflicted about it i love the last two years and the last two seasons they were they were fantastic uh times but now we're sitting here and thinking okay where do we go from here and um i'm just hoping that uh, Michael Duff has the has the answers for us.
0: <laughs> I um I I don't want to post mortem it too much because uh, you know and and anyone who listens to me knows how much I love Russell Martin at the Swans. I, I think it was so obvious what he was trying to do, the bond he had with the fan base. You know, a bit of a bit of a PR man, but I I fully bought into it. I I, I really thought um, everything he sort of embodied was, was just, a, just a very archetypal Swansea manager, right? So it was really easy to fall into that. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to briefly kind of touch on, I guess, the first kind of couple of days of that Southampton saga. Because, I mean, what followed was, was just an absolute shit show where fundamentally we, we well, the club uh, were basically arguing with Southampton over compensation. D- did it kick in from when they were a Premier League or a Championship club? But I think ultimately there was a point where you thought, God, we're really actually arguing over quite a small amount of money, mm. yeah. um, which could have derailed the whole summer. Um, I'm glad it didn't. But there was a point where, and I said to you uh, before we recorded this, you think, God, this might just go on to, to August time. We get some somebody in because we've lost all the other targets. No new signings and, and nothing's really sort of changed. But the the first couple of days of that, Uh, Russell was due to fly out to the States to meet Andy Coleman and the the board uh, for talks on his future, you know, what sort of resources he had. Now, that trip never went ahead. The thing that we'll probably never know is who initiated that. So, sources. now again, I'm going to preface this by saying this is very much a mate of a mate's cousin's friend's sister's brother (laughs) who works at the training ground uh, said that, basically the owners cancelled Russell's trip. Um, now, I I don't know whether that's true. I'm sure if you ask them, they would say that he was angling for the move. What I would wonder is if, you know, with a year left on on his contract, did the owners have full faith that uh, the the bond that Russell had, the football that he played, was that going to be enough for them, do you think?
1: Yeah. Um... I definitely think that the owners cancelled the trip. I don't think... R- R- Russell, from from everything that he's uh, been uh, towards uh, the fans and, and interviews and everything over the last two years, he's been very honest and open about... More, a lot more than other managers would be. You know, the, he's been very honest about um, how things are being run, um, how his... his uh, feelings are, are about certain things. He's been very clearly, you know, visibly upset and um, angry at certain points. And I don't think, I don't think he he would have gone into uh, the end of the season and gone, oh, I'm going to angle for a move here. Uh, he, he would have been too. I think he's too loyal to to have done that. I maybe. But yeah, obviously I could be wrong, but he's had a year left on his contract. Every single time he'd been asked about his contract, he says, I've got three years. I'm I'm here for a three-year project. I'm here for the long term. So why all of a sudden would he just be like, oh, Southampton, I'm an hour, two hours closer to home.
0: <laughs> yeah, let me go. You I didn't understand. get the sense he was angling for a move, did you? I don't
1: think so. No, I don't think so. I, and that's purely based on my um my 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 view my rose tinted glasses of the man but um yeah no i don't think so uh, if he got offered a contract he would have signed it i'm sure of that uh he 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 was building something pretty pretty uh pretty special to him here i think he was really proud of what he was doing um he just didn't get the support and i think as soon as the uh the owners got wind of uh you know potentially making some money from him, uh they and the opportunity to get maybe get someone out that wasn't their uh their type of manager they wanted leading, someone who would um challenge them uh, uh, you know, publicly. <laughs> um, maybe they didn't want that, uh which is I think that's that's pretty clear, that's what's happened. And now They've found someone maybe that that is more aligned with what they think the future is of uh Swansea city football club and that's what that's what I think has happened, and that's why it's taken so long to get the uh the compensation that they wanted because it's it's all about the the the, the money that they've got now and uh yeah i I don't really know how else to sum it up I think we won't really know until. Someone comes out and says what actually happened, and I think the person who's going to say that in future is going to be Russell. I think there's only one person who's going to come out and say the truth in the in, in the uh, in what has gone on behind the scenes over the last couple of months. Uh, but I don't think he'll do that anytime soon either. <laughs> I think he will it'll be more of a uh, couple of years down the line. He gets interviewed about his time at Swansea and how he left, and he might. Open Spill the beans a little bit uh, about what actually has gone on and and uh, how he has found himself a move to a Southampton, which uh, I mean, objectively is a is a good step in in his career. I think it's a good club for him. It's a good fit. But hope uh, hope they lose against us this year twice. I mean, <laughs> it's as simple as that. There's no love loss anymore. It's um, it's it's right. Well, our players know how. Russell's team will will play hopefully that plays to our advantage this year that's as simple as that now it's uh it's time to uh bring the the, the Duff era into into uh into play because Russ is gone that's that's the 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 you know that's the end of it really so
0: okay so you're all in for for Duff love now are you I like that
1: uh yeah I again I'll go I'll stick to my guns here and and you know I opened the the podcast with oh I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm not we're an optimistic couple of blokes and um I'd be really contradicting myself within the first 20 minutes if I said uh, I'm not sure (laughs) 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 but uh also uh things look pretty good so far uh I mean the I'm living vicariously off um off Jamie Patterson's Instagram stories just filming the boys like looking like they've just come out of the trenches from the Battle of the Bulge, like after a, look a, a training nice. session, absolutely <laughs> rooted.
0: <laughs> there, was a, there was one today. There was one today. So we're recording uh, just at the end of, of June, listener. But uh, Jamie Patterson, yeah. So there was a picture yesterday or a video of, of a few of them. I think it was like Liam Walsh, Norton, uh, a couple of Whitaker as Wood, well. yeah. Uh, Wood, yeah. Ben Cabango today looked like he'd had a, some sort of horrible premonition of his own <laughs> death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Where, but, what are they doing? <laughs> but he did say he did say, didn't he? And, and uh, you know, for all the post russell Martin stuff, I just want to say we're both feeling very good about Michael Duff. With it, could have been a lot worse. There was a point where a lot of the targets were were passing by um, the. I thought the compensation amount they were arguing over was a lot higher, and then you know, I was reading with Stuart James in the Athletic. By the way, fantastic! If if Stuart James puts his name to it, I you know, that's uh, that's gospel for me. But I think the the compensation amount in the end was something like it was about four hundred thousand in it uh, in terms of what was kind of on the table to be argued, and and you kind of thought you know. Uh, but, so I'm going to preface this by saying I, I'm I've been quite a big critic of our owners in the past. I think like a lot of you I imagine just for you know the lack of spending I think spending I on think we've
1: players. been we've been critics um I I, I wouldn't go as far as to say as we've um you know it's one of those things it's really obviously would i prefer to have better owners yeah <laughs> but um also we could have a lot worse owners as well um
0: we're, we're not we're not down the reading and, and derby route i understand you know i want to be fair to to, to the owners and say like i'm really aware that um running a championship club is not something a lot of business people would advise it's not a moneymaker uh what i was would say is we weren't in the championship and they took over you know so i think a lot of no. the arguments my end have been around all sorts of things so lack of spending spending on the wrong players really bad communication being just a bit of a soft touch in the transfer market and i just thought what what a weird time for us to suddenly decide we were playing hardball you know there was like a 400 grand on the table like i say i i'm pleased now that we have a new manager but i really did think this was going to rumble on for another six or seven weeks and we we got our man in I'm really really happy with with Michael Duff and I just want to read you something uh from Andy Coleman I'm going to come on to him in a minute because he's he's had quite a tumultuous start I've I've actually reached out to him to see if he'd want to come on the on the podcast I think if I was a betting man which I absolutely am I'd say it's highly unlikely he'll ever imagine he'll not only delete the message from me but physically print it off and put it in the bin so just so he has closure but he he said you know of 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 michael duff he's a proven winner both as a player and as a manager and i'm confident he'll bring that mentality here and then he goes on to say this is a results-driven business our position in the table matters to all of us and we're focused on supporting michael everything he needs to succeed as long as it doesn't cost more than 40 quid he didn't say that last bit <laughs> but but that you know that's it Do you, I, I get the sense um you know it's a, it's a little bit of a steve cooper philosophy isn't it it's like michael duff has a proven track record and if we're just talking objectively martin doesn't have that um and you can see why that, that that does make sense as a move right
1: yeah i think it does um you can understand the reason behind the the like the move and you know the decision to cash in on on our previous manager um but it wasn't it his first Andy Commons first statement where he said we've got a fantastic young manager in Russell Martin, uh, and within a few weeks it was well, how much money can we get for him? And you know, as soon as the first offer came in, it was uh, it was it was it was taking the money and and running. But I mean, without that aside, obviously opinions can change. The guy had just come in, put out a statement, and. Uh, put out a very confusing statement a couple of days later Uh, but now we've got and you can understand the move you know yeah over the last two years we came 15th and 10th that isn't promotion form it isn't promotion is it so uh, it's um, yeah it makes sense to go for someone who's been promoted as a player and as a manager multiple times and uh, and just last season had uh, been you know was it penalties? You know, Barnsley got beat on penalties or, or extra time. It, it was
0: it was extra time, but it was yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was like the it was a last, last
1: minute goal. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you can understand uh, the reason why uh, the owners would go for someone with a yeah, a bit of a more of a a record within the football league, and that that's the part I'm pretty excited about. Is how uh, okay? He's obviously a uh, a manager that can get the best out of a uh, a squad of players in the football league and he knows knows the football league uh well uh, he's played in it he 's managed in it now lead two league one been successful yeah let 's see if he can do it in the championship and let 's see if he can do it with us obviously.
0: Well, so yeah, as you say, automatically promoted with Cheltenham. Uh, if I'm honest, I'm not 100% sure what the state of that league was like at the time in terms of I don't know where they were expected to finish Cheltenham, but finishing automatically promoted in any league is, is just very impressive. That's obviously going to uh, ring alarm bells for, for an employer. Barnsley getting to the playoff final, I suppose, in itself isn't a huge achievement because you kind of always expect Barnsley to be a bit of a yo-yo team. But what I would say is,
1: League One was stacked uh, last season.
0: League One, yeah, okay, yeah, but also, you know, he arrived in a you know, pretty shit place at Barnsley. There was a lot of disconnect between the the club and the the ownership. Uh, you know, a limited budget there. So this is not it's not a situation where it's new territory for him. He's, he's he, I know there's been sort of vague discussions around sort of resources available. He's going to know that's that's not a a big budget he's got with us. He'll know there'll be players to be to be had, but it's not a transfer war chest story, is it? It's a league above, but it's not. You know, you look at the budgets for people like Southampton, Leicester, even Leeds, who actually on on paper that squad doesn't really stand out to me in in this league but you know they're still clubs with a lot more money to spend than us right a hundred
1: percent yeah i mean we we're we're, we're never going to be a club like that you know unless <laughs> unless we do uh get obviously a lot more investment and and owners that want to throw money at a at a wall and see what sticks but it's um yeah i mean we're we're a a, a Perfect club for for a manager who wants to really uh, show what they can do with a with a group of players and mould a mould a team and and uh, get the best out of a, a you know a willing group of young players. I think that's 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 what most of our managers, have, or all of our managers, really in the championship have done. They've gone from you know having a, a bit of a tight uh, tight budget. Even when we we come down from the Premier League, we weren't uh, like we weren't like Stoke, who went and bought Sam Clucas for eight million quid. <laughs> and, <laughs> How did we ever sell him? I, I
0: know
1: what's he Was like, eight million? I, I, I can't remember if we sold him for eight million. Uh, Oh, we bought him for fifteen, obviously, but they bought him off us <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. Um, no. you know Stop. how bad was that, and <laughs> we we didn't really buy anyone. That our biggest investment over the last six years in the championships, six five years, um, has been uh, keeping Andre Ayew <laughs> and yeah. paying him like a, a million quid a week or whatever <laughs> to play in the championship. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, it's been it's been fun since they've taken over, isn't it? Like yeah, that Sam Lucas thing that was off the back of selling Guilty Sigurdsson for less money than was offered. That's been a bit of a theme with the ownership group is is having a player that we think oh he's worth forty five million. We'll give you thirty eight. No, no, we'll we'll take no more than forty two. But let's just leave it till the end of August. And we'll take thirty-five plus add-ons. You know, deadline uh, day. <laughs> on deadline day, get nobody in. I, I think. Um, like a, to say, I'm, I'm
1: try- I can't, I'm try- Sorry, I just need to say we sold our best. Our our, our player that scored the most goals in Llorente and the guy who gave him the most goals as assist <laughs> on the same day on the last one of the last days of deadline day, uh, last days of transfer window. I mean, you know, okay. that's uh, business one hundred and one. That is.
0: We need to. We just start talking about this because I mean, I was just the last thing I want to say about the whole Russell Martin situation was, you know, January I think was where the the relationship really packed in between him and the owners, and it's just all I can think about is that Birmingham City game, you know, at home last season, where we'd already had a few games where we were seemingly it was like impossible to lose or draw and we have three two up going into extra time and lost four three yeah and uh i just spent about half an hour just screaming like back the man back him!" <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, 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 even post russell i went out for a few drinks my partner was like uh right you know don't don't get too drunk tonight and don't message him on linkedin yeah
1: i'm mates uh. on linkedin yeah yeah oh
0: no, uh, yeah well it, i did com- i did drunkenly comment on this thing the other day <laughs> uh, a thinly veiled uh like dig at the owners like we're like like we're like best of pals he <laughs> probably probably never even seen it
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i think uh. i think the deadline day in, in january was uh was was one of the uh the lowest points of the last couple of years in my uh in the swan it's regarding the swans anyway i mean uh when i went to bed knowing we we had signed carlin grant and then uh <laughs> and then woke, or like woke up to no nah, it didn't happen <laughs> i was like oh nice we got no one in did we um it's cool <laughs>
0: I just so so. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that I'm not glad I'm fucking furious at even thinking about this but I'm glad you mentioned it right so one of the things that really did annoy me in the summer was now I don't know if this was real or not but there was kind of like leaks messages uh from a fan with Jake Silverstein who to be fair you've seen the AGM and you spoke very highly of right
1: honestly did he he, he spoke yeah fine very very well um yeah
0: but so so the gist I'm sorry of those messages,
1: did you say did, did you say AGM then
0: What was it?
1: It was uh, a fans forum. I, was, uh, I wasn't at the annual general meeting, mate. <laughs> I'm not he, that high up there. in the swan's hierarchy. In
0: a, you, were in a, <laughs> you were in an audience with with you were in the same yeah. room as as Jake Silverstein. You were very yeah. impressed.
1: I had it. three Guinnesses and I I asked the question. I slurred my words and I was um, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good night. I was there on my own too.
0: But the thing that really really annoyed me about that was. Um, the kind of line he took was, was kind of like, oh, it's so funny that the fans always, you know, think they know what's going on, but actually they haven't got a clue what's going on behind the scenes, which objectively, probably fair enough. Like, I don't know how to run a business of that scale, and right? I'm, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough business acumen. But it, also, you can't take that line, in my opinion, if you completely keep fans in the dark and simply don't communicate with them about anything. Um, so to be fair... Andy Coleman, who, as you say, put an absolutely fucking bonkers statement when he first joined. It was so cryptic, didn't make any sense. But he did come out and say,
1: um,
0: just kind of acknowledging the frustration around the whole Russell Martin thing, kind of said, you know, we can't get into it too much. Um, to be fair, a lot of the statement is, I'm sorry, I can't tell you too much. But, <laughs> but to be fair, I appreciate just even, just a hint of transparency, just like a... We don't ask for much, I think, as fans. I don't
1: it's think. Just... I don't think so either. I mean, it's just some form of, you know, yeah, message update. You know, is is all, you know, regular update is all we really want as fans to, 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 so we know that our club's being run by people that are diligent enough to to look after it. Um, that's that's really the the, the least that we asked for um and to be honest i think that that has been been okay the last couple of seasons i don't think it's been bad i don't think over overall it's been bad i think it was bad at periods like in january um but yeah i mean let's see what this this guy can bring uh I don't really, I don't really know. Obviously, Julian Winter's left. Um, I don't really know what benefit he made to the club. I, I guess it was. Uh, I, I guess, we. I mean, we could go into we could go into it. Literally every detail of what has happened, but I'm sure we will. <laughs> I, I think I, I think a net, you know, a net positive over the last two years would be: have we got a better squad? Um, are we financially better off are you know are, are we um yeah is our is our back rooms is our academy doing well is our backroom um operations recruitment all of that is that in a better place than what it, when he took over because um, he was uh chief executive right he's overlooking all of operations of the club is that in a better place um ma I don't know i think i think uh we've put people in places uh that are that have made it better, like we've got Josh marsh obviously who's um heading up recruitment he stayed on thank mm. God because I didn't want a uh, more upheaval in our sort of recruitment process and our recruitment team um our academy uh just read today we've got our academy manager as gone um, just left
0: yeah just like, left like just before we started recording
1: i don't know uh like is our football club better off than it was when uh russell took over uh oh when sorry when julian um took over i don't know i i think we're more financially sound um uh, because of the investment that we've had but that's completely out of his control
0: <sighs> this is it i mean like it's great On one hand, that Josh Marsh is is staying around just for a bit of consistency, because you really did think at one point who's going to be you know, who's going to be who's, who looking the at targets? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to have, we're going to have Paul Ariola back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we, we were talking about him the other day and I still, I just, if anyone listening, can you kind of, can you remind me what, what happened with him? I only want to speculate because he seems like the kind of guy who'd sue. Uh, but am I right in saying, am I right in saying, so like Jordan Morris came in, he looked a bit of a player and then he got injured standing on the ball. And and Paul Areola hadn't played very much. I'm Horrible sure injury, he'd... yeah, yeah, awful. But like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> Paul Areola just went uh, like, I'm off. Uh, nah, I'm off all... If Jordan's not here, I'm not going. And didn't he? Did he get in trouble for? Did he post something like a like I want to say racist, but I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not telling if, if Paul, if you're listening to this, I'm not accusing you of anything. I just want to. I just want closure. Right. I just uh, want to know what happened.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I can't remember what it was. Um, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page um, to see if there's anything there. But all I, I'm reading in his personal life. Uh, Paul is in a relationship with Akela Banuelos. They both Excellent. run a, They both run a YouTube channel together called Kicking It with Akela and Paul. And oh. he and his girlfriend owned two pugs. <laughs> that I mean
0: <laughs> Pugs was in the dog. I think he said pups. And just,
1: not like, pub, no pugs, like dogs. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to give his YouTube channel a watch later, but apart from that, there's there's nothing else about his
0: career. I don't know why we're talking about Paul, Paul Ariel. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to move swiftly on. This is, this is going down the word hole. What I would say, what I would say, this is kind of like a nice segue. It's kind of not. It's me just latching onto anything. But one of the things I got really annoyed with was that, you know, that sort of Jake Silverstein thing was, well, we don't really know a huge amount about the people coming in. And because, the way Kaplan, Levine, uh, other people associated with them have worked in the past, whether it's uh, sort of NBA franchises or, or DC United, I get the sense they don't have enough capital that, themselves to bankroll this sort of thing. So they attract a lot of outside investors, which is absolutely fine for the record. But it does mean that the the pool of people involved in the club gets... Wider and wider, and you kind of think, I have no idea who, who these people are. And I think it's really not unreasonable if you're a fan to know a little bit about the people who are, you know, making the top decisions about the club. So, you know, I went on a bit of a bit of a wormhole and. They don't give a lot of information when, you know, when they've joined. But for some reason on the DC United page, there's like loads of information on these people. So, I mean, just weird stuff. I mean, like some of the stuff I'm like, I don't know why you'd ever need to know this. But like just a couple of tidbits of of stuff I found. So Jake Silverstein, your best friend. uh, Bald bald buddies. (laughs) Bald, real baldy boys. (laughs) Uh, He went to the uh, University of Michigan, age 15. That's weird. Whoa that's what? really weird wow. you can't drink in america until you're 21 the fuck was he doing for all those years that is that's like that's really
1: weird that's mental
0: that is i'm, uh, I'm sure he's too lovely, young but that's way too sorry young. <laughs> jake if you're if you're listening you're, you're undoubtedly an incredibly smart man but i just just i just want just want to know what you did when you were in uni um so uh andy coleman's come in as chairman he's our, our man on the ground right yeah but he has come in with uh, Nigel Morris of, of QED Investors and a guy called Brett Cravat or Cravat. Um, now, between the three of them, they've put in like 10 million. I don't know if that's going to be a continuous thing or if they've just, just lumped that in a together. Yeah. I, I thought Nigel Morris um, – so he was a co-founder of Capital One um, – and his profile there notes that uh he's got a lot of pride at his, his Welsh identity. Um Welsh so identity, thought, okay, good. Mm, I thought he'd be a little bit more of like a like the PR front man. I thought they'd kind of push mm. him as like the oh no, we're you know, we're fine, we're we're just we're one of you sort of thing. That's not really happened. It has been to his credit, it's been Andy Coleman kind of uh driving things um but you know i'd like to know a little bit more about these people what is hilarious about this is on the he's on the dc united page andy coleman but there's Mm -hmm. no link to any further information if you go on to this after us the listening if you click on jason levine's page you think okay i'm going to get a bit more information about him it just cuts to a massive picture of him by some double doors (laughs)
1: that's all you need to know mate (laughs) security (laughs) guard
0: (laughs) which to be fair I thought was quite funny he said our pants down there Um, because I I was fully like okay yeah I'll I'll hear what you've got to say Jason it's just a picture of him just standing and smiling by some doors just giving no information about (laughs) uh, his life Um, I'm going to move swiftly on because I can't talk about the owners for too long without getting annoyed Um, let's talk about Paul Watson shall we
1: Paul Watson yeah I mean um, again one of those things that got weirdly drawn out uh, Mm. mate maybe maybe it was another compensation thing right uh why would it be well, he was on but,
0: gardening leave wasn't
1: he yeah i mean uh, i don't know why it took so long but maybe they had to get winter out first and there was just some sort of process that had to be done before uh well, yeah watson could come in as sporting director um i watched his interview yesterday it sounds like a really lovely bloke um there's (laughs) uh, i mean how much do you can you really know about someone who's who's really worked behind the scenes at another football club um but what you can obviously tell is he joined luton in league two and now they're in the premier league and he was in some way involved in that uh process in all facets of of really like the uh the business not the business side but but the you know the the football well, side well, it,
0: it is because Luton have never been this story of you know obviously their league positions improved but it was never a case of um the budget like dramatically increased it was it was always quite relative to where they were um it wasn't like they got to the championship and then had this massive cash injection so you know he's had to find players from lower leagues and to find players on a, on a budget so i can see the really obvious appeal uh, to the club, to the owners. Um, I'm really, really sort of, I'm hyped. I think, you know, I'm really conscious it doesn't mean more money. Uh, Like, ultimately, you can only work with the resources you've got. But if you have somebody you know has got a proven track record of of sniffing out a bargain, then excellent.
1: I I still can't believe Luton got promoted with that squad. (laughs) I know, I know. What a, I mean, fair play, but Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this,
0: this is this is no this is no disrespect to Luke. absolutely I, I no disrespect at all op- i love it no. i love an obscure footballer but I, I i would struggle to to name you like six six of their their squad six players um and they got promoted and and uh you know uh, carventry really unlucky there but again they were another one it was like watching that playoff final you're like, that's gonna be we had seen either of these teams um but no fair play to you wrote out, that you,
1: know. you wrote that playoff final well off didn't you you were like this is going to be the the nil nil the worst game of football in history and it was actually a class game
0: (laughs) all right yeah yeah, i thought what i thought it's you know nine times out of ten if you put that in the simulator that's that's (laughs) yeah it is how how likely is that going to be a nil nil it's cagey horrible (laughs) <laughs> brexit football uh, and again this is i say no disrespect to luton it's getting it's closer getting, into disrespect, it's, getting it's, it's on the cusp isn't
1: it <laughs> and we've just drawn we've just put coventry into the same basket no <laughs> for no uh,
0: reason they probably, probably get six points off it?
1: yeah no I, I absolutely like we are sitting very much in jest because it's um our football club is uh a laughing stock a, a lot of the time <laughs> had a lot of time last season and the season before we've been uh been been the best team in the league but also at the same time the worst and at times in the in the in the first half we were with the, the worst and the second half the best you know it's 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 a lot we were a laughing stock at some point so you know obviously no um no a disrespect <laughs> because if we we are not in a position of, of strength. Um, people,
0: in, people in glass houses and all that. But, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But, uh, but no, no, Paul Watson, um, I, I'm excited to see what he, he can do. He's obviously got a um, – he's obviously left Luton going into the Premier League for a reason, and I was questioning, okay, what is the reason to leave the club that you – have literally helped get to league two to, to the Premier League what is the reason for that the only reason I can really think of is that um, he's been given a lot more responsibility at Swansea and uh, he's got more of a remit to shape the, the sort of the, the, the back end of um, of of the the, the football uh, side of the business <sighs> So, I hope he can do that um i, I really do i th- I believe that he can because he's done it you know for for Luton uh and he's obviously uh wanted to come to a club. We are lucky enough to have world class facilities here as well, which I don't think he would have had at Luton uh, again no disrespect um, <laughs> um but but obviously the, the working environment here he he must have felt was a step in the right direction for him to go into maybe uh more of a uh, more responsibility in his in his duties uh, than than maybe what he had at Luton. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to to see what he can do and see what he can bring to our uh, wafer thin squad. Would you call it? I'd call it fairly wafer thin. What's
0: thinner than a wafer? Isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, air. Yeah.
0: <laughs> air thin. It's. I mean, it, it's. You know, it's. It, it was. It was wafer thin parts of last season but like now we've got obviously no ryan manning uh no latter bodier just um
1: we've got so looking at at the swans website and and our uh squad list uh, we've got six defenders we've got six first team defenders on the books and two of them were out well one is uh, nathaniel ogbetta which um i mean he hasn't played football for us. Is, the,
0: is he still on the books?
1: <laughs> He's on the books. Yeah, he was. He was on the about. Yeah, I saw him on the on the. This one's uh, one of the YouTube YouTube videos. Uh, one of the, the the social media videos. <laughs> was he
0: handed out the bibs and no, he was,
1: on, he was on crutches for, uh, to. Uh, <laughs> he was on crutches. Uh, <laughs> funnily enough, so yeah, so five defenders on the books. One of them is Brendan Cooper, who did. Uh, I tried to follow him a little bit. Uh, when he was on loan at Forest Green. I really actually rate him uh, fairly yeah, 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 highly, um, but uh, obviously hasn't been given enough chance. Uh, so...
0: I don't think that was a fair point of reference, either watching his, his progress at Forest Green. They had a really tough season. Yeah, um,
1: hugely tough season.
0: Doug, but, Dougie Freeman there. <laughs> yeah uh,
1: Dougie Freeman? Who It wasn't... Um, who was managing? Someone like Hardner. Who was managing them at the end? I'm pretty
0: sure. I'm. I'm uh, doubting myself now. I'm pretty sure it's. Hang on. I'm
1: gonna... No, it was um Everton. The Everton player. What's his name? It was Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson. Did you say Dougie what Freeman? Fuck,
0: why did I say Dougie Freeman? <laughs> Who the fuck is Dougie Freeman?
1: <laughs> didn't have to didn't he Google manage C- Crystal Palace? Dougie Freeman. Yeah. ex Crystal uh, Palace can, manager.
0: Yeah. 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 I know you can see what i've done it's it's late at night i know it's duncan ferguson um i can see him now trying to navigate a vegan burger um <laughs> with his, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know i don't know where i got that from i know they're both scottish i don't you know i live in glasgow so i don't i, I can i can differentiate but um not well obviously yeah. no cl- yeah, clearly clearly <laughs> um but yeah yeah. Okay. What are we talking about?
1: Before? I mean, uh, Paul Watson. So, so yeah, Paul Watson. the, 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 the way for thin squad, uh, looking at the squad list again, um, yeah, our midfielders, we got eight midfielders, senior midfielders. And again, one of them is, uh, Ben Lloyd and, and Cameron Congreve. So six real, uh, midfielders and, um, and lot attackers, uh, Jamie Patterson is included in them, but we've got, uh, uh, yeah, Kyle Joseph, Job Perrault, Morgan Wendicker, Liam Cullen and Liam Smith, who I'm not familiar with Liam Smith. Is he, a, he must be a, that's probably really bad of me, but are you familiar with Liam Smith? He, he must be a youth player, right?
0: Yeah, I th- I'm thinking he must be. Apologies, Liam Smith. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, your, absolutely. This, apologies. Let's get back to you. Um, we you. We will know you. We'll know you very absolutely. soon,
1: I'm sure. We, I'm sure we will. Um, but yeah, so as you can see, a uh a, a squad that needs help uh and paul please help us
0: <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like we're at a point though where it's you, you know i think um midway through a season sometimes the whole argument of does a squad need strengthening is quite subjective between managers known as it's so obviously lacking in 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 depth there you know i feel like that would have been quite an easy conversation in in getting Michael duff in because uh you know that was a, a squad that so nearly went up from League One. Um, again, not fantastic finances, but a good base of, of players. Uh, and I'm sure that that would have been strengthened there. So you get the sense uh, he would have only left there if, if there was a real sort of coherent plan. We don't always get that. And I think that's always the frustration of fans is trying to work out what the plan is. But there, there are, and again, this is credit to the owners, which have, you don't hear me say often. There's a lot of staff, whether it's Paul Watson or, or Michael Duff, who do speak about really encouraging conversations so you do like to think in the next few few weeks we'll see uh seasonal they, faces i mean it's just they've over a month they've, the they've,
1: they've they've talked the talk for since they signed the uh the dotted line and 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 purchased those shares in our club but mm. um haven't really walked the walk yet so i mean <laughs>
0: but
1: yeah well, let's even, see.
0: even then even then there's been like a lot of you know when this it's, it's kind of a bit of a a rinse and repeat isn't it with, with the sort of transfer window where it's you know mistakes have been made we we're, we're you know we're very uh keen to avoid past mistakes we're keen to move on we all need to move on together but I, I think i think we're at a point now where we need to see a bit of substance from the owners they're not responsible for everything that goes on the pitch but they can support Michael Duff they can get a squad that is fitting of uh, of the man you know this is somebody who's got a proven track record so just support him you know this is uh an ownership group that are losing tens of millions now every year i appreciate they've gone to duff as a i don't want to say a last throw of the dice but there needs to be from their end a promotion push um to justify what they're doing because right now i'm like you can't be enjoying this
1: no i don't think so and that's why they've obviously gone for sort out more investment and uh yeah is it a sign of intent yeah it is a sign of intent I mean it's not um it's not it's not not a sign of intent but uh it's also the the reality of uh owning a championship football club is you're gonna lose money and um yeah uh, I mean let's see if that that. Ten million or so that was uh, injected, plus remember, Jake Silverstein's money got uh, got uh, transferred into a credit note. I, I I don't know the technical terms of, of, of this shit, but uh, his 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 shares that he bought, you know, were turned into actual physical money right at some point in the last six months of the season. So that would have obviously helped as well. So yeah it's it's 29th of June we've got a couple months of pre well less we've got a month or so two six weeks of pre-season and uh two months or so of transfer window so yeah so yeah <laughs> uh, lo- it's going to be interesting it always is and uh should we should we uh contradict ourselves and be really pessimistic about the potential outgoings
0: <laughs> yes i think i think we should but i'm gonna uh, do you know what i'm gonna do mate because i'm gonna keep the spirits good while we're i, I don't want to think about it just yet because we've just unpacked everything i've um i've got a quiz for you if you want to hear it oh yeah okay i can let's do a quiz <laughs> i need to i need to, like a like a nice uh like a, sorbet, like a palate cleanse before i think about Joe Perot leaving for about 4 million probably. Um, (laughs) So I put this together uh, at the height of the, like the compo gate where you knew Russell Martin was leaving. You didn't know who was going to come in. There was, you know, there was lots of targets who seemed to be snapped up. Um, Chris Davis was talked about Brendan Rogers assistant, but there was like a really small period where a few people talked about Brendan coming back, which was never going to happen. I was talking about that. Were you?
1: Yeah, I was talking yeah. about it in my, my with myself. I was. <laughs> it was. It was perfect, right? It was. It was gonna be perfect, but no. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> I. Uh, I. So it got me thinking. Yeah, we've had a lot of really good managers in the past year. You know, the to be fair, even the most recent crop of owners have, have got it right more often than they haven't. Uh, we'll pop Bob Bradley and a few other <laughs> clients, we,
1: um, we cannot go into.
0: Not no, bad. no, no. That's for another We're not day. Doing that. We're not doing that tonight. No, no, no. Um, but it got me thinking about the, the, not just the really good managers we've had, but, of course, a lot of characters. We've had a lot of really quotable figures. Yeah. So feel free to to play along at home here. Uh, I want to present this quiz to you. The Brendan Rodgers or Dumbledore quiz. So, very simple. I've got <laughs> 10 quotes here and I just okay. want you to tell me if the current Celtic manager former Leicester Swansea Celtic mm-hmm. Liverpool manager did he say it or was it the fictional headmaster of uh, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Um I put this together purely for my own amusement, but it's actually harder than um well, it
1: would be, you, 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 you tested on our um our good mate that is completely non football uh, inclined, right? So
0: I think he got seven out of ten, but that was purely like uh, you
1: know. Uh, all right, it's 50-50, think, right? Yeah, I think that
0: okay. that's the logic he took. But but uh, you know these are I think these are harder than you think. Do me a favor, keep track of how you're doing because I'm not going to. I am. I've got I've got a pen feel free to we're at you jack podcast on twitter feel free to let us know how you did so uh the first quote i will leave no stone unturned in my quest and that quest will be relentless that has to be brendan <laughs> yeah it that is, has brendan. to be brendan <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about <laughs> <laughs> just, they, they just get so much worse oh. um, all right that's one uh, all right number two number two uh The best of us sometimes eat our words.
1: The best of us sometimes eat our words. Ah, that's Dumbledore.
0: Ah, very good. Yeah, it's Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: good too.
0: You're going to get 10 out of 10 here and I'm just going to feel like an idiot for putting this together. I feel like an idiot already. It's so stupid, but it's just... I laugh every time I see it. No, it it doesn't sound like something
1: Brenda would say.
0: Well, you you say that, but have a look at some of these. Okay. Um, So number three, we all have to face the choice between what is right and what is easy
1: oh face choice what is right and what is easy they could both say that I reckon <laughs> um, yeah Dumbledore
0: oh very good yeah, it's yeah. Dumbledore. three out of three nice. yeah
1: yeah yes let's go
0: okay let's go <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay number four my, my biggest mentor is myself because i've had to study and that has been my greatest influence
1: uh brendan
0: fantastic four out of four oh,
1: yeah yeah what was Very that good. again it was it was can you read that one again i i missed yes. the first bit
0: My biggest mentor is myself, (laughs) because of fucking course it is, uh, because I went to study, and that's been my greatest influence.
1: That is super arrogant.
0: (laughs) Brandon. This isn't part part of the quiz, but uh, did you see that thing with uh, him and Matt Mills? He was telling that story about when he, he, he sat him down to be like, why am I not in the team when he was at Reading? And apparently Brandon Rogers just sat down, gestured towards his waist and went. Gucci belt. I think it was like, well, Matt Mills was like, uh, yeah, it's a lovely belt, mate, but like we're bottom of the league. Um, <laughs> right, number five. I've, I've always said you can live without water for many days, but you can't live a second without hope.
1: Uh, I think that's a trick one because it sounds like a human being wouldn't say that, but I think Brendan might have said that.
0: But you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. that sounds
1: ridiculous, doesn't it? Why, who would ever say that?
0: <laughs> I, I, well, it was, it was Brendan. I'm <laughs> yeah, glad you're yeah. to think about these because um, you wouldn't necessarily put those two figures together, but some of the shit they say, you're like, God, uh, you know, who said that? Right, I've, number six.
1: Well, I've had a five so far. I know. Um,
0: no, I'm i I'm impressed. I'm really flying.
1: impressed.
0: Flying, yeah. Uh, as much money and life as you could want. The two things most human beings would choose above all, but the trouble is, humans do have a knack of choosing the things that are worst for them.
1: Mm, Brendan, because I don't think Dumbledore would have spoke about humans too often.
0: <laughs> that was Dumbledore. Oh, I, I, see, I see what you meant. That could have been that could have been Brendan talking about the Raheem Sterling contract situation. But Absolutely, no, that was that was yeah. Dumbledore.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I've got one wrong. That's all right.
0: Uh, I use a quote aspera ad astra, or through adversity to the
1: stars. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Brendan would have known <laughs> Spanish, <shouldn't> have, surely. <laughs> that's Spanish. You, what, that I'm, final go, answer? I'm going, Brendan, yeah.
0: That, yeah, that's Brendan. It's, uh, it's Latin, but that is very much Brendan Rogers. <laughs> What a monumental, uh, monumental prick! Yeah, <laughs> fantastic manager, forever uh, yeah, a hero to all of us. But but what a, what a prick! Oh, man, what <laughs> what? what <it> speaks Latin? <laughs> he doesn't speak Latin. He's, he's read that somewhere. Yeah.
1: you know. Oh, um, that'd be that'd be great to see in him uh, interview. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll, I'll use that with uh, Jimmy Keve and. Uh, <laughs> and jem carachan at reading as we're struggling for points <laughs> You'd think, oh, off. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay number eight number eight uh differences of habit and language are nothing at all if our aims are identical and our hearts are open
1: uh dumbledore
0: spot on yeah yep, fantastic yep, dumbledore yep. Nice, e- nice easy one yeah yeah uh number nine it doesn't do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live
1: doesn't do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live. I'm going to say Dumbledore, but if it's Brendan, he's gone further down in my book.
0: I, I'm it's, so it's Dumbledore, but I, yeah. again, I'm glad that that fell into the bracket of like that. That could be Armin. That could be. That, that, could, that could be. be Brendan.
1: That could have been him for sure.
0: Well, whatever happens, you're doing you're doing fantastically well on this quiz. And the final one, it's great for the public here at Sunderland to see us. They must have been wondering what this team everyone is talking about about are all about and now they've seen we were wonderful do you want to know what that like so obviously it's brendan do you, do you want to know <laughs> the context of that that is brendan rogers after sunderland beat us 2-0 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, oh, i mustn't have mustn't have listened to too many interviews when he was managing us because that is hilarious <laughs>
0: <laughs> i I feel like he's got worse since what are you on since about. Two, I mean I mean that's special. Losing two nil at time <laughs> and casting a up like that that's hilarious. <laughs> I kind of miss him.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Should we um should we talk about potential uh potential outgoings we probably should, shouldn't we?
1: Look, we'll we'll end on a yeah, on on outgoings and then maybe talk about <laughs> our incomings. <laughs>
0: If you want to, view, you can pick some players out, you
1: know. I mean, our incoming is going to be a very short list because there's only one that I really know of. But, uh, okay, outgoing. So, reading today um, that Russ is going to steal uh, Cabango, Wood, Grimes, Pirro, Manning, and Latabodier. And, and the chef. And Kevin John. And the chef. And, and, and the Cyril chef. the
0: Swan. <laughs> <laughs> and Rossi's. And the wood. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah it's all going with him yeah yeah no um so obviously that no that wood and cabango is the latest uh the latest one coming out today which is i think is pretty late i i think it's lazy um to just journalism to to just be like ah oh, yeah russell's gonna get wood and cabango um I, i'd be very disappointed if after all the negotiation to for him to Leave to go to Southampton. There wasn't some sort of clause <laughs> to say you can't poach our players <laughs> within the first few weeks. <laughs> he's <back off. laughs> um, So it's likely that that he's gonna um, he's gonna take. I think one of them, or at least bid for one of them. Um, I think Cabango's on it. He's got another two years on his contract. Wood is he was on a. Th- could be wrong, for three-year contract. I don't think there's any reason for us to sell unless the player was really, really keen to go. Um, I think uh, keeping Wood and Cabango would be a fantastic uh, 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 bonus for us mm. because despite our defensive frailties last season, um, I think we defended Overall, we defended well. And the most of the goals that we conceded were te- well, obviously snipped That because that is a t- completely contradicting sentence. But we defended well <laughs> because we conceded our goals by com- mind-boggling um, mistakes and errors. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that we were defending poorly. You know, stats would back that up, that we really conceded the, the, one of the most uh, – w- one of the least amount of shots in the in the league um but we just conceded like crazy off ridiculous things that we were trying to do um but yeah no obviously keeping them together in in the the squad would be fantastic they're two young very uh um quality players for at this level i think i thought wood was second half of the season i thought he was outstanding
0: oh phenomenal phenomenal
1: the the game that switched it forward that that really caught my eye was um it was actually Bristol uh Bristol City at home in the FA Cup in the uh the replay um and he was immense absolutely immense and i think i think he he could really be a gr- a really big asset for us if we give him another season and either if you know Obviously, uh, a miracle, not a miracle, but obviously, fingers crossed that we get promoted with him. But I think he could be another road on who we sell for fifteen or so million to a yeah. Premier League club if we don't get promoted, which will be huge for us. Obviously, so uh, Cabango, I think he'll he will stay. I, I don't think I think he's got he's got loyalty to the club, um, and uh, and I think he he he'd be less inclined to go because he knows he's pretty comfortable at Swansea, and he'll uh play regardless really um so yeah uh those two are uh, potential outgoings i'm scared but uh cautiously optimistic that they'll hang around uh pirro to leicester slash southampton uh i'll let you give your thoughts on that one because mine might be slightly controversial my, my opinion
0: but you go oh okay um uh... Well, this is somebody who's got forty-four goals in two seasons. A young striker who played in, in a team that didn't really have a lot of attacking options last season. Played out in the wing, just incredibly good technically. Um, looks such a such an asset. Um, I, I'm I'm resigned to to losing him personally. Um, I, I don't know whether that would be Leicester, Southampton. Apparently, there's interest from in Serie A uh, in Italy. Um, I can see why, even though he wasn't a Russell Martin signing, I can see the bond they had. Um, maybe that would, would, would kind of slot in. I, I can personally see him going to Leicester. I think this is the problem now with the money in the Premier League as teams like Leicester can come down and, and you look at that squad and just think that's either just going to, be one of the best teams in championship history or they'll be able to sell a lot of their players for you know close to a, to like a hundred million probably i mean they obviously just just sold james madison it's you know it's crazy uh southampton as well i mean finished bottom but they'll sell you know a, a good few players though i think they're going to rake in a hell of a lot of money um there's there's at the top end of the championship there is a lot of funding now so um somebody I think will snap up Pero. I don't know if we're gonna see him in another shirt next season. Um but I would be very shocked if in September we saw him in a in a Swansea shirt. Yeah,
1: I, I think uh I'll firstly say I would love to see him play another season um at Swansea. Uh yeah, he he's a fantastic player. Um scores he scores scores goals in the championship which is not easy and he's done mm. it consistently uh i would be i'd be ha- i would take an offer for him for sure mm. um and if one does come there's matching a value uh you know with the um with with the knowledge that he's only one year left to his contract uh yeah so it's We cannot get into another situation where we're letting players go for nothing and getting another season out of Pirro for, I mean, for not guaranteed goals. Yes, he did score 20 goals, but he was really streaky last season. Like, he didn't score for uh, a lot of the first half of the season where we really, really needed him. And really only started scoring a lot of good goals when we were playing really really well as a team um so would i take an offer for him will i take 10 million for him now probably yeah uh and that would help uh, obviously finance uh building out the squad a little bit more yeah. and give us again more uh more of a solid footing when inevitably Southampton and Russell come knocking for all the rest of our squad (laughs) 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 Um, so obviously we don't have to sell then uh and would I take an offer to 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 on on Pirro to to make that happen yeah I would uh would I sell him to Leicester or Southampton Mm, yeah I probably would yeah I'd hate to see him score against us but
0: uh,
1: you know what he's done us well for the last two years so all we can do is is let him be free. Really, if something comes in for him, <laughs> he, he, he was already he, he'd already been quoted like, I think he's he's a guy that would be pretty chilled with leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's I get that. Yeah, he's he he was already in quoted in Dutch media recently saying, Ah, yeah, we'll see if an offer comes in. We'll see. You know, I don't know if I'll be at Swansea this season. Maybe but poorly translated, but yeah, I mean, I that's basically what he said.
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Dutch accent. Then. Oh, Just very very briefly, I thought you were lining up to do one. Absolutely
1: not. No, that good, that would be good. Uh, horrible. <laughs> good,
0: good. Ah, yeah, turn the light on as well. Yeah, I'll sit in the dark with my Stofed press. <laughs> um, so I want to come on to... Um, just some some kind of predictions for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of round off. But I want to, uh, if you don't mind, I just want to like really briefly kind of bring the the mood down if I can. I'm sorry to uh, to do it. I wouldn't normally, but um, we're recording this really shortly uh, after just the horrifically sad uh, passing of young Morgan Riddler. Um, young Swans fan. He was the the mascot at uh, a Cardiff away in april so really not that long long ago um so just between the pair of us we just want to just for for morgan's family friends of the family just want to pass on our condolences obviously um but i wanted to kind of signpost people uh to the sort of awareness page they've got now the the club swansea have put that on their social media if you search for at morgan's army so it's a childhood cancer charity and they're supporting awareness for adrenocortical carcinoma i i hope i've pronounced that right um i just think given the nature of the club it's very uh very community-based very centered around the fans um yeah i'll be donating shortly after this but i just wanted to kind of uh you don't even want to say hope something good comes out of this because obviously i mean it's just fucking horrific and it's been on on my mind a lot so you just want to if you can try and sign post people people that way so yeah go on to the uh the swan social media at Morgan's army um have a look at it there there's an option to donate and and just um have a little little read and spread awareness there so um that, that's there if anyone wants it okay uh, what are we thinking for the season mate what what's uh, are you optimistic you good
1: um Can I be – I am optimistic, yeah. I I always am, and I've never not uh, backed a manager. Um, Embarrassingly, I I even – I was even optimistic when Bob Bradley took over.
0: Oh, same, same, yeah. yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, one interview, and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe he knows this. No, it's fucking awful.
1: I watched, watched, like, the Swan Socials put on, like, a little training – like video of them training for like a minute and he was there running around with his whistle and <laughs> and I was like yeah this guy's this guy's got the lads playing here <laughs> uh, well, how wrong uh, could we be no um I, I've I've always um you know really supported managers and and I've never been um someone to really be a a a big sort of naysayer or or critic when things aren't going well because we know football how quickly things can turn around um we saw that last season obviously um so yeah i'm optimistic uh i cars on the table i don't really know michael duff too well i don't know the style of play Uh, there's been talk of yeah, he he's like a, not a tinkerer, but he, he can he can mould uh, mm. his style of play into the plays that he has, and he can change it uh, to suit the, the the team that he's managing. So yeah, I'm hoping we we stick to a similar type of game plan, uh, a similar type of football style. Sorry, and uh, as he sort of said in his interview, it re- like re- really purposely said, didn't he? There was going to be more purpose in in the in the play so obviously he was kind of hinting that there's going to be none of this playing out like not playing out from the back but but none of this sort of um risking the ball in in um defensive areas as russell was famous for uh so yeah i'm pretty optimistic to see what he can do uh but it's it's all riding on all riding on who we bring in it really is because if we have a a really poor window off-season, we are in trouble because we don't have any players to cover our first 11. <laughs> and we don't really have a left-back. Uh,
0: Ogbed is on crutches, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's always been on crutches. Um, no, look, I, no, I think I, I, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. You get the sense. I, I know they've tried to sort of push... Duff is this man who's going to follow the the kind of Swansea way. I don't know necessarily the ownership group know what that means. I think they just know it's it's something that's going to get people on side. We know from speaking to to Yorkshire-based correspondents, it's not necessarily a, a possession-based kind of style. But again, uh, it, it's kind of Steve Cooperitis all over again, isn't it? it? You know, it might not be the most slick football at times, but then if you're winning games that ordinarily. You might not have won if, if you know you might have had sixty five percent of the ball looked fantastic and and come away with nothing. So it, yeah, well that it, happened a lot, didn't it? <laughs> it did. And the championships a long, horrible, gruesome slog of a league. So you know there does need to be a bit of that kind of grit. Um And I'm all for it. You know, I, I, yeah. I give him time. It's it's in a weird backdrop. I'm I'm really pleased he's in. I really am. It's it's been a weird one because obviously the. The, just the nonsense around Martin leaving, and the the sort of burning the bridges for Southampton. Mm-hmm. You know, he's almost come in as a bit of a like a stepdad, but he's got the players running. I, I think he's going to get what we're all about. As you know, we don't ask for a huge amount as fans, um, but I think it's going to be really good. Uh, there's uh, just over a month. It, it might be the first home game of the season. It's Birmingham at home. Yeah, might, but that's going to be might be about five thirty that day, where I'll... I might be eating my words, but I'm feeling I'm feeling weirdly good.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason, really, um, not to be optimistic about the manager. Um, yeah, like I said, I'll only um, sort of note my optimism based on who we who who we bring in. If we bring in a good sort of five, six, uh, solid championship players, um, sprinkled with maybe a couple of. Uh, ones for the future fantastic you know uh at, and can we
0: please sign a right back <laughs> right back a left back well uh do you know what did make me happy today is we've got back uh martin margotson ah the, yeah the is that is that confirmed is that confirmed that's confirmed he's back or, or or it's uh he's on the way on the but, way uh, yeah. he's on the m4
1: at, right now <laughs> and
0: he's just passed some uh Yeah, I mean, uh, Andy Fisher, bless him, last season, it was like hands like prawn crackers. There was a point where every game pretty much he was uh, in error, which led to an opposition goal. So you'd like to think.
1: His his confidence was was shot last year, wasn't it? And um, it's a poor guy. I really felt for him. Um, (laughs) Obviously, I I would have liked him to, um, you know, Maybe. I didn't. Feel,
0: I didn't feel for him at Cardiff away. Can I just say, I, I'm. I, you know, I'd never get all the players backs. But even that game, I was like, oh, catch it, you prick." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I did. Sometimes I, fe- I felt for him because it was he was put in pretty awful situations with um how we were playing, and but that was his remit. You know, he has to deal with that. Uh, so I, I would assume that Steve Bender will. If he's fit, will will be number one. And uh, based on Michael, Duff, I did, based on my limited knowledge of what Michael Duff would probably want, um, but you know what, I'm happy with Andy um, as a. If he is thrown in, he he did okay. At the you know the last few um, last sort of uh, month or two of the season, I think he can. If with confidence, he's he's a confidence keeper. You know, I think with confidence, he can be good. But you know if if it was me i'd I'd be putting big 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 steve in 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 the net, but um yeah, marketing coming in is is good, obviously, I was I actually thought that today who's who's out and spain training the keepers because <laughs> a keeper coach is cool. gone. <laughs> yeah
0: they got they got they got Ma, uh, martin patterson part of the coaching team uh, a yeah. guy I used to really like when he was at burnley but yeah martin margerson is going to be helping out the keepers i know what you mean about the whole confidence keeper but you want the keeper to give everybody else to confidence. give confidence uh, yeah ideally they'd no, I'd 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 just be like well. a there'd be an earpiece with andy fisher just have it in his ear and he'd just have me there like it's all right you're okay, you're okay. Mate. <laughs> I got you. You're strong. You're brave. You're. Ignore little. the, ignore the boos. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, Andy, catch it, Andy. Boo! Right. <laughs> right, we we got yeah. back up, mate. It's late, yeah. but <laughs> right. Well, thank you uh, so much for listening. If you if you're still listening, if you're listening yeah. at all, we are at you, Jack podcast on Twitter. Give us a follow. Have a say hello. Let us know what you think. We'll be trying to bring you these every couple of weeks, or as as much as we can mentally take uh, the season. But uh, you know, we're we're having fun. We've got we've got beers, and I think Luke's got Stoford Press. So uh, you know, as long as they're available for us, we'll we'll have fun just shooting yeah, the shit,
1: of right? Course. We'll have fun. I'm sure there'll be more news for us to uh, discuss um, in in a fort, uh, fortnight's time. And maybe more Paul Ariola news. Let's look at his YouTube channel.
0: (laughs) Maybe maybe he threatens legal action against us. We've got got one episode in before the lawyers turned up. Can you
1: imagine Paul Ariola listening
0: (laughs) <laughs>
1: he still follows the swans like avidly, and he's he's like, oh, a new swans podcast. I'll listen to this, and he's just getting rinsed
0: <laughs> for no reason. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah.